John. Hi, this is Allie. And this is Sarah. And welcome to The Millennial Gap. So this week's episode, we're going to be talking about personal injuries when we were kids. We're not going to get too graphic, so this is not like an NC-17 episode. Or even just a rated R episode. I mean, language-wise, who knows? Language-wise, every episode is rated R. Come on now. But So who wants to start first? I'm accident-prone. Yes. I have been since I was a small child, so there are many injuries that I have, but the ones that left scars, I can talk about a couple of them. Are we talking about physical or emotional? Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I could go through like the list and it would be really, really pathetic. Hold on, let me get a pad of paper. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> when I was, I want to say like 12, I wore my first pair of high heels. I fell off the sidewalk into like that grating that, you know. Oh, like no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, uh, the drain. The drain and twisted my ankle. And also I have a scar on my knee that to this day is still ginormous from that same. I hit my knee when going down. What else? I When I was about two, we were in a bungalow in the Catskills. My parents tell this story, funnily, and I, I walked into a radiator, so I have, like, a dent on my face, like, in the in the skin of I my mean, face. For, you can't I, really for, see it, but, like... Sarah, it's look. a sexy dent. Sure, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> and then I have the most emotional scar, which is the... It didn't actually leave any physical harm on me. Uh, well, I mean, it did at the time. When Sarah's boyfriend wrote about her in his live journal. Yes! <laughs> Bringing it back. Callbacks. Oh, I couldn't care less about that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, that no. Guy. The emotional reason for this is that to this day, even though it didn't leave physical scars, my uncle and my dad won't stop bringing it up at like Passover and shit. I was about six, 15, 16. It was late at night, and we've lived in this house since I was eight, so I don't know what was going on, but I walked into a wall to the point that my uncle says he heard a bang, and then a, oh. <laughs> this was like probably two in the morning, and he woke up because he was living with us at that point the issue is that the very next day i went to put i like i took a photography class in high school i went to put my cam to pick my camera up and i bashed myself in the face right below where i had bashed myself in the face the night before oh, so i had sarah. like two bruises like I, I mean to this day sarah bangs herself in the wall and you go you're bang oh, no you God. don't fuck you no. <laughs> Yikes. That being said, I, I have injuries from when I was in my twenties too. That's true. Yeah. When we were when I worked at the the place that shall not be named, Company I once B. Was putting yes. Together a, a cabinet in my apartment, and I messed something up, and I went to like take the piece out and hit myself in the eye, gave myself a black eye. One of our coworkers came, went to my boss and was like, "Do I need to? Do we need to like beat someone up for her?" And she was like, "No, she did this to herself." <laughs> I mean, were you you weren't dating awesome John time. at the time, were you? No, no, no. No, no, no. We dated in our we dated in our late twenties, early thirties. Right, and I was only at the company that shall not be named for like what two years after that after we started dating. About a uh, year, this was like actually, in the yeah. middle of my career there, like before you were there, and mm -hmm. it was really nice. That it was weird because that was one of the people who made fun of me at the company. But I think I guess he was doing it in. He was trying know, to be the savior. Fun. Yeah. He was a nice guy for the, the most part. The night in armor. So, <laughs> Who else wants to give some weird horror stories of injuries? I was going to say, my childhood injuries are both really stupid. So I have a scar by my right eye because when I was four, I challenged my brother and our babysitter at the time to a race, and I ran straight into a table. As you should. Yeah, but like it, it was painful. There's a really stupid scar now. And then when I was seven, we were on vacation with my dad's 
best friend's family. I, my, According to my mom, I was playing a game and closing my eyes around the pool. I think my view is the sun was bright, so I closed my eyes and I slipped in a puddle and fell and like bashed the side of my hip into the pool corner. So have another scar there. I, I think we should go with Allie's view of the story instead of Allie's mom. Thank you. She's not Appreci- here to defend herself. Appreciate it. So I remember it not hurting, but just looking gross. Mm-hmm. And in true 90s parents fashion, because this was still 1999, my parents just slapped a big old Band-Aid on it and called it a day. But yeah, most of my injuries, similar to Sarah, are just for me kind of being a dumbass. Oh, actually, I remembered another one. Also from when I was like seven or eight, I was with some friends and we were sledding at my other friend's house and her dad had created kind of this little, I want to say like mountain of rocks towards the bottom of their hill so that the kids, you know, had a little bit of a boundary. We were sledding down and then one of the kids, it was their responsibility to pull everyone up back on the sled. And we were all seven. We chose the five-year-old to do it at one point. (laughs) God knows why. So (laughs) she was five pulling three seven-year-olds. And of course she slipped and dropped the sled. The other two jumped out in time. I did not and bashed my eye on a rock and came into school with a black eye. Oh, question. This dad thought rocks at the bottom of a like, hill. hill made sand fly? I, <laughs> 90s. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah, were you about to say slide slide? I was, actually. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Perfect, let's call that. Slide that's slide what it, sounds better. It does, and slide <laughs> hill. Yeah. But so, um, in, a, in a similar fashion, because this is this one's actually kind of a fucked up but funny story less about my childhood injuries but my dad is very old-fashioned and when we were kids like if you did something wrong you got a spanking for it my brother was at this kid's house and he was really misbehaving so the mom ended up calling my dad to tell him about it and my dad's response was oh my god when i see that kid he's not gonna sit down for a week not meaning it seriously but that he was gonna get in a lot of trouble so then fast forward a few months later my family and I were at Lexington and Concord and there was this weird sort of like, you know, when you're driving in a parking lot, they have those cement blocks to kind of stop Uh the car from going further. My mom didn't see one when we were at Concord, I think, and she tripped over it and fell in the parking lot and like really scraped up her face. That sounds like my grandmother. Yeah. So it was, was, this is a very vivid memory that I have. So she's like, I remember her standing in front of the car and then she was gone. So she came into... She came into our elementary school and her face was all scratched up and like she had a black eye and all the other moms in the school were kind of like looking to the side like, is she okay? What's happening yeah. at home? And this same woman <laughs> who called, heard my dad say that my brother was going, wasn't going to sit down for a week went up to my mom and was like, listen, I volunteer at the women's shelter like if you need oh, to take shit. the kids and go, I have a place for you. And my mom was just like, dumbass, I tripped over a cement divider. But <laughs> she realized how ridiculous. She realized how ridiculous of an excuse that sounded. So she was like, lady, I'm fine. I promise you, like, this was just a really bad accident. That's ridiculous. Yep. I mean, good on the woman who came up to her and was like, yeah, I hey. mean, yeah. nowadays is nothing but fucking rumor mills, but that's a different, <laughs> yeah. for a different time. So for me, most of my injuries were, so my first one that I, because as you guys were talking, I remember I did one really stupid one. This is when I used to live downtown in the city in Barry Park City. And for anyone who knows Barry Park, 
Park City, there's that waterfront and then there's also, and I think still to this day, there is essentially a small water fountain. And there's pictures of me, which I will show Allie and Sarah already seen these, of me blowing a, essentially a paper, like an origami boat down the water. It's a very cute picture. Oh, that's nice. The only, the only thing about that picture was it was taken the same day. I was walking barefoot on that Esplanade area. The thing is, back in the 90s, that shit wasn't really cleaned up that much. Mm. So there was glass randomly there. So I stepped on a three-inch piece of glass directly in my foot. Nope. And Ugh. young John was like, mommy, I'm an owie. And she looked at this and then being a 90s man, I was like, um, okay. She took it out, splashed some water on it, and then put a bandaid on it. So I was limping for basically like a week till it healed. So that's the, the easiest of my stories. The rest kind of gets worse from there, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> not, not in a, like a bad way, but like the next childhood injury almost died, but I'm not really, so essentially I had. I'm not sure that's really an injury. Well, I mean, it was injury that was caused by medication. I mean, I mean, Judge, I... Judge Alley, what do you say? Should I tell the story or not? How graphic are we going to get? Not graphic at all. Okay. So for listeners, I have ADHD and I was taking something that was essentially a precursor to Adderall. However, one of the side effects was your lymphoid tissues, which is in your neck. I'm not laughing at you. I just made a really stupid joke in my head. The precursor to Adderall was Minuserol. That's an amazing dad slash mom slash puppy parent joke. I love it. <laughs> Which this might need to be the top of yes, uh, the um, podcast title. <laughs> Minuserol. Minuserol. So, essentially, I was having the side effect that I was having was the swelling of my neck, so I couldn't chew, I couldn't drink without vomiting. So after my fourth Shirley Temple of the night. My mom was like, something's going wrong. The next day we went to my pediatrician. Thank God we did. She said that I shouldn't be here. I need to be in the hospital immediately because essentially I was choking. I was, in, I was unable to breathe. Basically my mom became fucking Wonder Woman, hailed the taxi, fucking kicked the door wide open. That's like, you have to pay for this. Like, no, 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 fuck this. My son's about to die right now. Rushed me into, I think Mount Sinai, which is up in the, like on 90th Street or something like that in the east side. The last thing I remember was holding my stuffed animal and I waking, waking up in this room that was just nightmare view. It had nothing but huge African masks. And from waking from waking up at from going from being awake at daytime to waking up at 1 a.m., my brain went, the fuck? What was great was my voice went from hi to hey very quickly. But I did a very solid Darth Vader impersonation with my tracheotomy too. It was great. And then my final story when I was a kid. The other one is when I was like in my third like when I was 13 to 14, that's a teenager. I was this was in my middle school, I was climbing essentially a circular ladder, which I don't think these things are made anymore, but it's a pure metal circular ladder. And I lost my grip on a hexagon, and I lost my grip. I nicked my head on a he on a hexagon nut. And of course there was blood. My mom called the doctor. We then went to or my pediatrician, who we saw, I think until I was in my teens. And basically she said, either it's plastic surgery, or I can give you a butterfly bandaid. And my mom looked at, and my mom looked at each other, like my mom, my mom and I looked at each other, and I'm like, well, it's gonna be the butterfly bandy because I'm too young for plastic surgery. I now have a scar on my neck and a scar over my eye, which I think makes me look like a badass versus my dad who wanted me to get rid of the scar and he told me how to surgery that that, which no, thank you. So I think where the millennial gap kind of comes in is just like the generational rearing, I guess is the correct <laughs> word. If you think about it, our parents, the boomers, were raised by the greatest generation, which, like, honestly, That's really... Put some Windex on it. Yeah. Seriously, clean that shit up. Yeah, so it was the whole view was kind of rub some dirt in it, and you're going to be fine, which yeah. I think is a lot of our childhood injuries, as we've been talking about, was kind of you deal with it, and then you get on yeah. from it. Whereas Correct. now, like, you two... I mean, I, I have a dog. I can't speak about this. You two have a child. I can, I can talk about how we're parenting, how how freaked out we've been every our time he so top heavy. He's got a ginormous head. He and he's fallen down on his face like five times to the point 
that like he cuts the inside of his mouth because he he has a full set of teeth. Like yeah. he's 18 months old today and he has like a full set of teeth. He might Cut be the jack. one or two. Right. He literally like cuts the inside of his mouth and he's your mouth bleeds. Everything on your face and your head bleeds. So the first time it happened, we freaked out and called the doctor. I mean, like, (laughs) oh my god. we didn't freak out and, like, go to the emergency room because of COVID time. We were like, ugh. So we called the doctor, we talked to a nurse, and she was like, put some peas on it. So So since then, he has literally fallen three more times. Four four more times. Was this when we had movie night was the first time he fell? No, No. the first time he fell, wait, wasn't off the bed? No, no, it wasn't off the bed. He fell off the bed once, whatever happened. Yeah. So, so Rub some dirt in it, like, you'll be fine. <laughs> exactly, you'll be fine. He, he wasn't bleeding, he just, he, he was kind of, eh, and he was fine. So our, our, our friend of ours that lives nearby got him this entertainment box. Unfortunately, Jack Jack tripped up the box. He landed on the box face first. Mouth first. Oh, Mouth buddy. First. Yeah. So he was bleeding and we were freaking out. Since then, we found, like, the solution, John. So John holds him close and, like, calms him, and I put a wet towel in his mouth and, like, clot the blood. Yeah. Not, gross, but... Not the most recent time, but the time before that, because... He's, he fell two times in like a two week span. One was outside because he literally just tripped on himself. I don't know how it happens. He's a baby. Um, he's a baby and he's very top heavy. But the time before that, I, I don't remember how it happened. But he was literally walking and then we hear a boom and then we hear wet like a a wail of a cry. I'm like, oh no, something happened. He's so, he's he falls so often that like we're kind of like we numb literally to the like idea. look over. We go no blood. Oh, you're good. Okay, we're okay. good. <laughs> Which is like the parenting thing about it. I think However, it is. and I, I'm not sure if that's like from being raised as a '90s, early 2000s oh, it definitely kid. Definitely is. But also, we are very conscious of not making a big stink of it we don't want him to cry every time he falls we go uh-oh have a boo-boo um, <laughs> or nothing or we just go you're good okay. yeah but it's, it's i think so it's that con sorry sorry i'm gonna correct me if i'm wrong it seems like the approach that you're taking with regards to parenting is less of like rub some dirt in it you'll be fine and more if you're okay you know there's no blood there's nothing terrifically wrong with you we're gonna treat this as your fines you can self-soothe Whereas on the contrary, if it is something that's serious, you address it in the moment, but in a calm demeanor. Correct. Not the so, first time. <laughs> you know, the first time. Like, Afterwards. The first time we freaked out. Like, yeah, we, we freaked out twice. The thing is, and this is a this is a, this is definitely a generation millennial gap. The way we act when Jack are hurt versus our mom, our mothers, fucking black and white. So my mom, when she was over recently, basically butt checked our son, and he fell over. his bleeding. It's like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Let me pick up. I'm like, no, I'm gonna make sure he's okay. I'm like, I literally said. Hey, Sarah, there's some blood, and she was in the bathroom, so I literally took a piece of paper towel, wet it, said, I, I know you're going to hate this, but you need to do this, and I was holding him while shoving basically a piece of paper paper towel in his mouth to clot the bleeding, and it was fine because he bit his tongue. So, no, he's had five, fell five times, because we included my mom bumping him. So, two times previous to that, he had, like, a really bad spill, but it was bad in a funny way, because the second day... <laughs> His lips were so big that he looked like he had plastic surgery. A liposuction oh. in his mouth. It was no, no, so... not liposuction, Sarah. Liposuction. Oh, liposuction. Lip fillers. Lip fillers. Fillers in the mouth. Yeah. So it basically was like, and it was yeah. like for two days straight afterwards. So we would periodically put ice peas on his face, basically, and but he like, hated it until no, he hated we realized so what we could do was put his pacifiers in the freezer and just oh give God. him a pacifier because it was still cold and it yeah. was a nut and he he soothes himself with pacifiers right now because he's Correct. not. He's only 18 months old. He can do that. <laughs> but if, if Allie can imagine our son with a big, fat upper lip going, wah, wah, <laughs> I might ha- I might have num, num. 
It was, oh no, Sarah definitely has a fucking picture of this. We'll be posted later. Or we'll send no, I'll, later. I'll send it to Al. But yeah, I, I think, honestly, yeah, I mean, we, we find humor in it because we have to. We've now been in the pandemic and in our house for more than a year. And I'm, I'm glad that Sarah has both vaccines. Allie's getting hers tomorrow night, my first one already, and that's great. But it's a lot. And I, I think as Sarah's talk, Sarah, uh, not Sarah, Allie talked about the rearing of it all and the kind of mentality. People applaud people doing stupid shit nowadays. Like, there are YouTube pages and TikToks and Instagram feeds of like, there's one guy who I don't follow because he's a kid who's like, I'm gonna be buried in a coffin for three days. Oh, I saw that. That was wild. Like, if I was parent, I'm like, I mean, and he's still living, I'm guessing he's living with his parents. I'm like, what the actual fuck? Like, I think he's making enough money that he's buying his parents' houses. Oh, I mean, yeah, I can see that. But like, I think there are still a lot of parents nowadays that treat it very much like, are you okay? If you're okay, good, or rub your dirt in it. And there's a mix. However, children nowadays, that were raised by a parents from the millennial era or you know later they don't know because it's kind of a day-to-day kind of thing like as sarah and i said we adapt a day-to-day kind of thing yeah but there's the option of being the exact opposite of what we are which oh, is helicopter the fuck parent, out. Yeah. helicopter parent who won't let the kid like go play yeah. again because they felt well, I yeah. think that might be part of the millennial gap. Like, I don't think it was any of our parents in particular, but that was a phenomenon that occurred in the 90s and 2000s, wherein parents didn't let their kids do anything or have any control over their lives, which yeah. maybe that's why we're all so anxious. So, so talking, talking <laughs> about... Um, you need some minus or all to do yeah, Seriously, you need some minus or all to cool the fuck down. I'm pretty sure, um, like, a majority, a lot of, a lot of millennials have ADHD. So, so talking about injuries... This reminded me of the time that Sarah and I went to the hospital right when she was about to deliver. And I was standing, and I was saying Sarah and I in, and Sarah was kind of like, okay, where's my wheelchair? I need to get into the room that we need to go to. And there was a kid right behind us who was shirtless, except he had a towel, or he had his t-shirt that was bloodied on his head where the gash was. And his mom was giving him shit as he was sitting down with blood dripping down his face over how dumb he was for doing this. So as, as Sarah and I said, like, there are different parenting methods. There's a rub and dirt in it that, are you okay? the helicopter mom or the you fucked up and I'm going to blame well, you for this. he was a teenager and I have a feeling he did something stupid. Oh, 100%, but like at the same time. <laughs> Still, you're bleeding from the head. Maybe you wait to berate them until Yeah, did not like when it's up. happening. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I think the my own gap that comes within it is just I How mean, do you ha- handle injuries in children nowadays yeah, or, or, versus or how do you handle, our childhood? Or, yeah, exactly. Or how do you handle injuries yourself? Because yeah. there's new medicine there's now these technologies insane to the point that people that have burns have these, there are now these guns that are essentially skin grafting guns that allow you to heal quicker and faster and not, and like live your daily life without causing any infection. Like it's crazy stuff. Yeah, medicine is constantly evolving, but any yeah. last stories we want to tell about injuries? I mean, I'll, I'll tell the one other one that was confusing and I'm not sure when the hell it happened, but it happened in high school. I was bike, I was like literally riding my bike into like in a cul-de-sac area with my dad. I just blacked out for no reason. And I woke up and I fell off my bike and I had a gash on my head. I'm like, the fuck? But I, I had to have a bandage on my head. And for people that know, don't know me, I have a very pale complexion. So I had to wear a hat over my bandage. And so people thought I had cancer the entire oh, fucking no. time. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. So I had a, I had, had, I had to have a buzz cut to like make sure everything was healing. So the buzz cut plus my complexion, but not complexion, complexion, complexion. Me wearing, you know, complexion. Oh my god, it's a new word. But plus all this stuff, I essentially had to make sure everything was healing, but also looked like a cancer patient, which is a weird way to end this topic. Yeah, it's very <laughs> strange. Injuries um, these days are very different. Go look at the hedgehog that we talked about in the last podcast. Way better. So much. Um, we'll, we'll post the link. <laughs> 
we will definitely will post a link or pictures or whatever. And to minus are all obviously. Yes, you definitely of course. need to buy that. We will make it a thing. <laughs> but once again, I guess if you guys have any stories you want to tell us about your injuries as a children, a child, send us some fun scar pictures. I think <laughs> that's I'm I'm, I'm not as they're scarring. Like I can show you a picture of my scar. <laughs> I don't. But don't send us scar pictures. Just like tell us about your silly stories. What how you got injured as a kid. Yep. To our email at the at the millennial gap pod at gmail Please follow us on Instagram at the millennial gap. Please rate us five stars on all your podcasting network catchers. And thank you guys so much for listening. And please mind, mind the gap. The gap. Yeah. Oh, that was a bad one.